Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. We are back. It is football season again as the NFL draft is upon us. We are recording on Wednesday night, the day before the draft, and many of you will be watching the NFL draft tonight. That is Thursday night, uh, and I hope your team gets the players that you're hoping for and uh, go from there. What we're going to do for you tonight is kind of unique. Obviously, we talk a lot about fantasy sports, but tonight um, our goal or our objective is to just kind of give you something fun, hopefully something you enjoy. Uh, and something you can listen to before the NFL draft. So we, the three of us, your experts, Joe, John Merrick, why don't you say hi? Howdy. And Bobby Niehoff. Hello, everybody. We are going to give you our mock draft. We're going to go one team at a time. We each are going to take four picks, the first 12 picks. We don't need to go through this whole thing with you guys. We're just going to make it short and sweet tonight. Uh, but we each are going to go through pick by pick. For the first 12 picks of the draft and give you a little bit of insight and take it from there. So with the first pick, the first pick in the draft, we have John Merrick selecting for the Jacksonville Jaguars. John, who do you got? Well, I think over the last few days, a lot of people have been moving on to Trayvon Walker for the Jaguars, but since I'm making the pick for them, I'm going to not fuck it up and take Hutchinson. <laughs> I love that analysis, by the way, because you're going to love my next pick because I have the second pick of the draft and the way that I came to that. And you're going to fuck it up. Yeah, so tell us why, Hutch. What do you think about him? Well, I mean, they just need help everywhere. I think he, I think he's a sure thing to take on the top of the draft, 14 sacks last year. Um, I think he's a proven leader. I think you want to not fuck up the first pick. Yeah, I agree. I think he, to me, is like – there's not been a clear cut. This is the number one guy, but I don't know why it hasn't been that way. Like I think Hutchinson is that person. Yeah, I don't think he's. But, I don't think he's a Bosa or right. Miles Garrett, but right. But he's still the best player in the draft. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot about this draft being like there's no top heavy players, but there's a lot of overall depth. So like it's just interesting to see, but but yeah, I don't think you you, you don't screw this up. You know what I'm saying? Rejects for Jaguars, just take Hutchinson. It's not that much of a debate. Bob, you got an opinion there? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that as well. Um, and it's the overall analysis that we have so far of just like I think this is going to be one of the most fun draft nights to watch because it's going to be who are they going to take? There's not necessarily a, okay, this guy's going one, this guy's going two, so-and-so three. Like, it's going to be a little bit of fun watching who is taken, and GMs really do have their uh, their work cut out for them this season. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. All right, well, we'll move on to the second pick, and with the second pick of the draft, it is my pleasure 
two pick for the Detroit Lions. Now, <laughs> the Detroit Lions just seem to find a way to screw everything up. That's just their MO. So, because there was so much talk about this kid out of Georgia, with the second pick in the draft, I have the Detroit Lions selecting Trayvon Walker. What do you guys think? And I actually have that pick, the exact same two in my personal mock draft that I did. So this is exactly playing out so far as I planned. Well, given that their biggest needs are at quarterback, linebacker, and defensive back, it makes perfect sense for them to take an edge rusher. That, I'm telling you, I'm not even kidding you. That is exactly <laughs> why I think they're going to go that way. I, they just have this unique ability. Like I think Detroit thinks – and truly believes they're like, oh yeah, we're we're just gonna take the best player available, right? And yeah. because everybody in the NFL universe is talking about Travion Walker or whatever, they're gonna be like, yeah, we're gonna take him. I, I just see it. I can already like I'm already seeing it. I'm just laughing as the pick is coming in. You know, whatever. I think, honestly, think like maybe even Kyle Hamilton might be the best pick for them in this particular spot, but. At the end of the day, I do have Walker going here. So, just kind of funny that way. But anyway. I mean, they're slow and lack strength everywhere on the team. So, <laughs> I guess it's an upgrade. Yeah, that's true. Can't go wrong. Bobby, you got the third pick. Well, Houston, according to uh, Pro Football Focus, they need their position of need is everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah. That um, makes it really easy for us non you know, knowledgeable people to figure out what the team should pick. Right. And and they do have four picks in the top four or I'm sorry, three picks in the top forty. Um with all of the the ability to pick up some of these other guys, I don't see them with the third pick necessarily going quarterback. Um I know that that might be something Malik Willis is a guy, Sam Howell and uh, Desmond Ritter, those those are your kind of top three quarterbacks that are going to be coming off the board. But I don't know that any of those QBs are going to come in the top five as the first one coming off the board necessarily. Um, Houston, I think, will wait until 13 or maybe even later on in the draft to grab one of those quarterbacks and see what they got. They are somewhat satisfied with their uh, quarterback from last season to see what he will develop into. With that said, I see them going potentially with Charles Cross tackle out of Mississippi State. They're going to shore up some of that line, be able to give their quarterback a little bit more time, whoever that person might be, um, and uh, be able to do a lot more with their running game as well through that. He was a really great pass blocker in the last couple last season. He only allowed 44 pressures on over 500 snaps. I mean, that's an insane number. Um, and that was a couple of years ago. So, I mean, here we are. This guy's getting a little bit better. I, I don't really see going wrong on tackle early in the draft here. I, I agree, Bobby, that tackle makes sense. I just completely disagree with the player choice. Who would you take? I think both Neil and Ikuumno, or whatever the heck that guy's name is, are both better options. I think they would go with Neil. Guy's a freaking beast, and he went to Bama. I. This is 
is interesting because in mine, I have them taking Iquanu. Yes, we all have three different ones here. We all have, we all have a tackle going. Yeah, so, I, I just see – I think Neil is just – honestly, I looked at all three of them for this pick. I picked Neil because he was the biggest man – I mean, the guy's a freaking mountain of a man. Um, and and I think that just made sense in that spot. But but Cross is good. But I mean, I think all three of them are good. I think it just comes down to who, who values the number one. So part of the reason why I went cross was because of Alabama, if this makes any sense. So the way that it made sense for me is because in the games where he played against Alabama, he had uh, the quarterback drop back on 66 snaps through his career as a Mississippi State Bulldog versus Alabama, some of the best pass rushers that we've seen in college football. He allowed no pressures on the quarterback in any of those games. Any- How did he do against Georgia? Because this last year, don't get me wrong, Bama's That's always had good. Alabama. Right. Right. So, and but so Georgia this year is coming out with more of the premier rushers of the passer, so to speak. So, we don't need to spend too much time here. Listen, guys, we have already spent way too much time talking about Houston picking a tackle. I just thought it was interesting how all three of us ended up picking one guy different. Yeah. And it's the only position where they have talent already. <laughs> True. Tunsil, right? In the, yeah. in the, in the Larry Tunsil. Yeah. That is actually funny. But I guess they need both sides. So who knows? Um, I am curious. I think Houston is kind of a, a wild card um, this year. And they are truly a team that probably looks and says, we'll just take the best player available. Jet drop. John. John with the Jets. They have a couple picks. They have two in the top 10 here. So they're number four picks, and they got picked 10. What do you got? All right. This is another one. I feel like this is a fairly straightforward pick for them. I have them thinking Gardner out of Cincinnati. He was targeted. He was targeted 134 times and allowed 58 receptions and zero touchdowns in three years. So I feel like he's just kind of easy. Put him in, mark it down. Yeah. Don't fuck it up. I feel like they're going to want to get. Good defensive players for um, Slay. Yeah. For Slay. Oh, the, I thought you said Slay like the cornerback, but you're talking about the, the, coach. the coach. Yeah, so I got a quick comment I'll make on this because I think that the interesting part with them is kind of where they've spent money. I do think that's the pick, but they got, you know, they spent money and got DJ Reed from the Seahawks as a cornerback. Um, they got a defensive back in Jordan Whitehead from Tampa Bay. Um, then Bryce Hall, who played okay with him last year at, at def- defensive back, and Michael Carter the second as a, as a slot cornerback. So they got players in those positions. I'm curious if they are – is more value available. I, you know, Sauce is, is – I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm a Vikings fan. I love him. They stick, stick around, give us a chance of getting a decent cornerback. Um, but is there more value in other players? It, it's a tough call, but I like that pick, John. Yeah, Joe with the Giants. Me with the Giants. Uh, I think the Giants here are going to stick with the best value. Um, they need some help kind of a little bit all around, to be honest with you. I have not taken Kyle Hamilton here. So mark him off our board if we would. So safety out of Notre Dame. Yeah, the safety out of Notre Dame. A uh, number of the reasons why they only have two safeties on their entire roster. I don't know if anybody knows that. Uh, but on the roster, they have two safeties. He seems like a, like a, a kind of an ideal fit. In that particular pick, he's a top five guy in most drafts. 
Um, he It's at a position of need for the Giants, uh, and he can kind of be slotted right in there right away and, and be an impact. The one thing that they say about Hamilton is that he's a little bit of a, a all-around tool. Like, you can do a lot of things with him on defense. You can bring him up to the line. You can kind of play him back. Like, you can do a little bit of everything, uh, which is why, again, I'd love to see that kid drop and the Vikings get him 12th or something crazy. It'd be nuts. Anyway. That kind of jack of all traits in that safety position, I think, for a defense like the Giants, who've gotten better and better over the years, um, I think he's a good tool for them at the end of the day. Yeah, I just think they end up going offense and trying to get help on the line to help with Barkley and see if they can keep Jones on the line's feet. We'll see who's right. Yeah, we will. All right, Bobby, you got the Carolina Panthers. So the Panthers are in a unique situation here. They have the sixth overall pick, and then they don't pick again until the fourth round at pick 137. Um, I see this as being a position where they actually would look to try and trade back just to get some more of those picks in um, and be able to actually do something next year. If they're on, and I'm going to just go with that, they don't do that because that gets things complicated well uh, no hold on we're we're on the fly here do we want to do we want to have a trade no no um okay. well on that note we won't do a trade bob but is there a team you could see trading up so a team that could trade up in this spot they might be looking um at grabbing single uh singly junior or one of those tackles um, and maybe even Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. Um, those are going to be the guys that I could see some of these teams targeting. I don't know that anybody's necessarily going to jump all the way up here at this point to grab any quarterbacks or anything like that. Again, it doesn't really seem like a quarterback-heavy need uh, or like quarterback-plus um, kind of thing, you know. So I don't know exactly who has some of those um, higher-up picks that would have the equity to be able to make some of those trades, but uh, I do know Seattle has two second round picks, uh, along with pick number nine, and so I could see Seattle potentially jumping up to grab one of those guys, get above uh, the Giants, if the Giants think you know what, we're going to move on from um, from Danny Dimes here, and, we're, and then uh, jumping in front of uh, the Atlanta Falcons as well, another team that could potentially need a quarterback. It's not like with their trade that they just made that they did solve anything with their quarterback position. That that allows the uh, Panthers to slide back a couple spots and maybe pick up one of those second-round picks at pick 40 or 41 um, from Seattle who got those picks out of uh, that Denver trade. Got it. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so the trade isn't happening. I'm sorry I took us down a rabbit hole, but who do you have them picking since they aren't trading? If they sit there, I see them taking one of those tackles that we talked about earlier. And that's where that Alabama tackle tackle for me, Evan Neal, comes in. And uh, I have, with my second pick, another tackle being taken. Got it. Yeah. All right. Good. John, what's next? We got the Giants again. Who'd they, who, I took take? Kyle Hamilton. You took Kyle. Well, then it makes it easy for me. I'm taking Equanu. I think they need yeah. help on the offensive line. They need a tackle. I think they're going to take a tackle with one of their first. 
I think they take a tackle at their first pick just so that they don't lose out. So they get the guy they want. Uh, especially, so if one, especially if one gets picked ahead of them in the yeah. first four picks. Well, and honestly, the the way that they're going to fall here, they could end up with Hamilton and whatever tackle anyway. Yeah, it, right? it, yeah, it could go either. either yeah. position. So either I could order. see them taking the tackle first also just to get the guy and then taking the safety on the back end because Hamilton could fall to about seven. Yeah, yeah. only allowed three sacks last year. Greenies. Not playing at the best conference, but yeah, still good size. I think I think he I, also he just need help. Wasn't he like a combine combine king again? Also, didn't he like kind of show out some big numbers at the combine? Um, Iquanu or whatever his name is. Anyway, all right, moving on. Next pick, I get the Atlanta Falcons. This one was kind of an interesting one. I feel like they're a little bit like the uh, Texans in the fact that they could just use about everything, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't think – I mean, they are in the perfect position last year to go and draft a quarterback in fields. But then they took a tight end instead. How Correct. For them? So, so I just don't see them taking a quarterback and now what is a down new, quarterback season. And their new early. head coach was the coach in Tennessee with Mariota. So Correct. He's going to be all in. Yeah. So I think with all those things, they're going to leave that be at the quarterback position. I think – it does, they don't say on this PFF site that they have a position of need at wide receiver, but they have a position of need at wide receiver. <laughs> so I think the best wide receiver, I went back and forth on this between Drake London and Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson is the best overall wide receiver. So like just route running, catching, Speed, you know, agility, everything. I, I think he's overall the best. I think the one thing that Drake London has that people are going to be really excited about is his size. Like the guy's like six five and can still run and do things. Um, but I still think I just see uh, the Falcons here taking more of a a guy that's kind of uh, can play a little bit more of the role of a wide receiver that they had in uh, what's his name that got caught gambling. So. I think Garrett Wilson's a little bit more like that guy, and I got him going eight to the Falcons. Yeah, I think that's who I have as my first wide receiver going, and I think it makes sense at Atlanta. Yeah. But I, I can see them going with any of the top three wide receivers right there. Yeah, I think all three of them could make sense. All right, uh, next up is the Seahawks. Bobby, this is you. So, again, I uh, just want to make sure you said uh, Drake London there. To, to Nope, I said Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson to <laughs> – the Falcons. So with Seattle not making that trade up earlier, they sat held tight. They had a tackle as a position of need. Cornerback is another position of need. And here's Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, they also need an edge rusher with Kayvon Thibodeau, but they are not going to pass on the LSU cornerback at this point. Um, he, he can just do everything that they're going to ask of him. I was really hopeful that uh, Stingley might fall far enough to Minnesota as a Viking fan. I just really don't see that happening. Um, and uh, with those other picks that they have in the 40s, I could see them uh, trading up at the end of the first round to get into that first round and then draft a quarterback at that point. That way they still get the fifth-year option on that position of need. Um but still um, be able to get 
one of the better players that is available at this point, which is that which is Stingley here. Yeah, I don't completely disagree. I think they'll um I think their fans will boo them if they don't take some type of offensive lineman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they also want to get back to how they won Super Bowls. I, yeah, defense. 100% agree. I actually, I mean, I think it's going to be a de- like a defensive. Yeah, I think it, it's probably going to be def- I, the best value defensive player available, which is either Thibodeau or Stigley Jr. Yeah, I would think they would take Thibodeau if he's there. Keep him in the. Keep him in the state. Keep him in the. Uh, that would be a fan favorite. Yeah, Oregon to – well, I guess it's not the yeah. state. Oregon to Seattle is not too far of a drive. Um, and I can see that too. But, you know, the interesting thing with Thibodeau, he is still available. We're here at the Jet, uh, the Jets pick number 10 that goes back to John. Um, but the interesting thing on Thibodeau, because we've mentioned him, is what he at one point was like, it's either Thibodeau or Hutchinson. Well, at the start of the year, it was it's Thibodeau. Right. But that's what happens when you don't play for a year. I mean, I think with – with the Jets, I think we're. I think they end up going wide receiver. Um, I think they end up going with Williams. Um, okay, that's a new pick. The Jameson, Jameson Williams. Williams. Yeah. Despite the tear, right? That's only re- like I think he falls a little further, but I could. I absolutely think he's probably one of the best overall receivers, and maybe yeah, they have I mean, time if to you wait. Look at the national championship <clears throat> game. I think it kind of turned when. Yeah, a hundred percent did. When he went down, he was just. Busting the defense left and right, so yep. I think, I think they go upside. I think they, I think, I mean, they could go any of the two receivers left, but I think Jamison makes sense for for them. Yeah, the interesting thing with them too is that, again they have. It's not like they don't have wide receivers. I mean, they have Davis. They got a kid last year that ended up being pretty good for them. But they have someone they can air it out to, and Williams. Correct. With Correct. It's just Wilson, they're gonna have to wait with Wilson who can scramble and throw. They're gonna have to wait, but I think at this point, if you're the Jets. Like, that's okay. <laughs> You're not in a hurry to get better. Once he, once he, the do, poor old sorry Jets. Um, I heard something because yeah. they're talking about the Packers potentially picking him. Isn't it like week seven or eight or something like that? Potentially, that would be the earliest for a Williamson return. Yeah, yeah. The um, I mean, the way that ACLs are being repaired and rehab nowadays. I mean, we saw it with Adrian Peterson is like. Oh my God! Medical marvel, physical freak, all this kind of stuff. It isn't impossible, and we just saw it just this last season um, with uh, Cam Akers coming back at the end of the season after tearing his ACL in uh, in the preseason. Um, that that timeline isn't a full year now necessarily for that ACL repair to be fully viable and people to be able to play on that. So um, yeah. Sometime maybe October, November could see Williams coming back out and playing again. All right, Joe, that leaves you with the new Let's Washington see. Commanders. Yeah, the Washington Commanders pick. This is tough. I didn't realize I was going to have them. That's what I thought that they would be ultimately up there. All right, so I had debated a couple of positions here. Um, I know they it says here they need linebacker, quarterback, guard, center. They're not going to go with the quarterback. Let's be real, right? That just won't happen. Um, and the reason why it won't happen is because they just traded for Wentz and they're just going to run that back, see what happens, right? Um, if you look at their roster, their wide receivers are not impressive. Just I'm throwing this out there. Terry McLaurin, that's it. Curtis Samuel was hurt all year last year. Maybe they think he'll be okay. 
Cam Sims is not necessarily the best wide receiver in the world. So I would be like the, the surprise pick to me would be like them going with a wide receiver that Drake like Drake London, yeah. for example. Um, I don't think that's the, the pick they're going to make here. They have a guy at middle linebacker right now named Cole Holcomb. Anybody ever heard of him? Yeah, me either. Um, so I'm going to take Devin Lloyd in this spot. Um, it's really Devin Lloyd or, or, or Neil um, from Georgia or, or Dean, sorry, uh, something Dean. Anyway, it's one of those two guys um, to me in that particular spot. But don't be surprised or shocked. If London is falling, then, you know, that's a possibility in my opinion. So uh, I could also see Linderbaum. I think it's a little early for him. So this could be a trade back spot for Washington. Um, if they're thinking they want to stick with that more, that center guard position, fill that need. Um, but that's what I got for them. So there you go, Bobby, our last pick for pick number 12. We got the Vikings up. I know you're excited unless you want to make a comment on mine. Anybody like mine, not like mine. Um, I think they end up, I think that makes sense for them. Yeah. yeah. I think they could end up going wide receiver, but that was going to be my only comment is, um, they, they would look at it as going, okay, we can get the second best wide receiver available in this whole draft here right now. They, they might jump on that. Um, and take Drake London, I could see. And um, wide receivers in the first round have been hitting a lot in the last few years where they had not previously. I heard right. something about like maybe potentially seven wide receivers going in the first round this year, which yeah. is kind of nuts, but I don't That's completely awesome. disagree. I mean, the, and yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, we got the Vikings. Bobby, what you got? So with Minnesota looking at what is available, they need an edge rusher. They also need cornerback. Um, and with Kayvon Thibodeau sitting there from Oregon, uh, there's the Purdue kid, uh, George Carl Affis. I, I can't say it. Can't, I'm probably butchering his last name. And then there's Trent McDuffie out of Washington. Those are the three guys that I can see them really mulling over and um, getting to a point where, all right, uh, again, a potential trade-back position, just because if they did really like all three of them, they could go, you know what, let's get get some more equity here, grab a couple more picks, um, maybe in the first, second, third round, um, to try and have some additional uh, weaponry there. But I'm going to have them take Trent McDuffie out of all of this. Uh, one of the reasons being just his ability to uh, shut down. He, he's only 5'11". Um, but he's able to shut down like a side of the field. And I think him learning from Patrick Peterson is just going to make him all the more better. Patrick Peterson, one of his best uh, traits is getting his body in a position to show that a player is covered, even when they're not fully covered and, and being able to shut down that side. Uh, Trent McDuff, he's only 21 years old. Um, but one of the things that just stands out from him over the last uh, season here. He had only allowed 16 catches all season long last year. No touchdowns against him. And in those 16 catches, only a total of 111 yards allowed against him in the entire season. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's a shutdown guy. He's, he's not huge. He's not going to be like this imposing size guy. But he's going to be able to get the job done, I believe. And uh, so I see them going with Trent McDuffie here. I like it. 
And the slide for Thibodeau continues. The slide for Thibodeau continues. It's, interesting, uh, though. I you know I think the Vikings are putting an interesting spot if Thibodeau is available. Um, I think the question is, well, here's the thing. I I honestly think this is like the worst case scenario for the Vikings. I think the best case scenario for the Vikings either have a player like Hamilton, who's a very versatile defensive back that can play a little bit all over the field, or you have Stingley or you have Sauce, right? One of those three falls, you're going to be pretty excited. I think if McDuffie's your best guy available, I think he's the pick. I'm with you on that, Bobby. But I think the preference for the Vikings at spot might honestly be to trade back. Like I said, it's a trade back spot, especially with the GM. You got Philly. Right. I mean, both with multiple picks within the next 10 picks, they might be willing to jump up, get the they really want, especially if only at this position, only one wide receiver is taken, and no. Well, and the question is, is the, the the real question is, are you trying to, like, for example, the Saints, right? I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback, honestly. I'm just going to be blunt. I, I, are they trying to I, jump in front of, like, the Texans to stop the Texans from taking the quarterback they want? I think it's more like teams like Pittsburgh, right, who I think is – Yep. Absolutely, a team that will be looking for a quarterback in the potentially in the first round. Um, I could see them trying to jump up or trade up and get their quarterback in front of the Texans. Prime spot for them to do that because not only that they have to go in front of the Texans to grab that top quarterback of need, and then they're getting themselves positioned in front of both uh, Philly and New Orleans, who have multiple picks. That not that Philadelphia is really committed. Uh, as a as a franchise to their quarterback right now, and New Orleans, I, they don't really have anybody at quarterback. They have multiple opportunities to draft their own quarterback at that point. So, I, I agree with you, Joe. That, that's definitely a, a possibility here. Yeah. Um, the more and more we look at this, the more and more I think the Vikings will ultimately trade back. Uh, well, I we've talked a little bit about the draft. Anything else we want to mention? There's a couple things I'm going to talk about on the end of the draft, I think it kind of be a little bit of a surprise, but anything you guys want to mention before we get too, too deep in all this and end this night? I think Debo Samuel gets traded during the draft. Debo Samuel traded during the draft. That's a bold statement. John? Yep. I think three cornerbacks get drafted in the first round. Three QBs in the first round. Dang. One thing I think will happen is I, I do think uh, the – I think the Lions will take a quarterback at the 32nd pick overall. Who you got him taken? Kenny Pickett. I got Pickett going to Pittsburgh. See, I thought of that, but the... he's got small hands. I... <laughs> so I, I, I thought that would make so much sense. I actually didn't end up doing that. Um, but I think the other one, I think the Bengals are also going to trade out of their position with somebody that has a need at quarterback. I think Bobby mentioned earlier, like the uh, Texans. To get ahead of yeah. Lions. To get ahead of the Lions, get the guy that they want, and then Kenny Pickett And It's not a big jump from 37 to 31. Correct. Correct. So I think something like that could happen as well. Just, again, there's so much of a premium these days on that first-round pick. I mean, unless, like, you know, if the Bengals hold their pick, they're going to take an offensive lineman. And unless the Bengals are like obsessed with Tyler Smith, they are going to have no problem trading back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or, or who else could potentially Zion Johnson or 
um, who's a kid from Trevor Penning. You know, unless they're obsessed with one of these guys, like they're gonna they're gonna trade back. So I have seven wide receivers going. You have seven. Very nice. All right, so uh, let's wrap this up. What are we gonna do for our bet? Now, how did Bobby? You have the way that the, this this mock draft game goes. So why don't you tell us exactly how this game goes? Like how we get points and stuff like that. Uh, and then we got a bet on the line here, boys. Uh, oh my do. <laughs> So, yeah, I think you get a point for getting the player right and the pick right and the team right. So, there's three points per pick, correct? Yes. So, so it's about getting you, – you get a point if you get the position right. So, like that, that Texan pick, we all had tackle going. So, if they take a tackle, you get a point for that. Uh, okay. If you get the player right, you also get a point. And if they're taken at that pick, you get a point for that too. So – if there's a possibility like a, a team trades out of their spot but takes that player later on, you'll get two points out of that possible three. Even Got though it. It, was the same, it was the guy into the right team, it just wasn't at the right pick. Same Got thing where like if I think that such and such quarterback is going to be taken fifth overall, but I don't know which team is going to trade up to get him at that pick, but I know that I, I suspect that um, that uh, who's that five? So I, I would I suspect that the Giants are going to trade out a pick five, so that whoever's drafting a quarterback is going to take a quarterback at pick five. I can risk that and uh, get two points. Then if I'm right by the the player being taken in the, in that slot, so it's kind of a yeah. dynamic thing. Uh, one of my buddies set up a couple years back. We've been we've been uh, getting in on that. Um, not sure if he's running it again this year or not, but we're going to do something similar ourselves if he doesn't. So, Correct. At this point, we haven't gotten the notification. The draft is in less than 24 hours. Um, so, very good. I think that uh, should give us a little bit of idea. I know me and John have a little side bet going on here. We have this. Uh, uh, this is an advertisement now for 99 Bananas. That is an alcoholic beverage oh, that oh, tastes oh. like bananas oh, and has 99% alcohol. Oh, so that's what we're doing. Or sorry, 99 proof alcohol. It's not yeah. uh, ever clear here. But anyway, so uh, 99 banana bet for whoever gets the most points. <laughs> it is literally a painful bet that we have. We have these. This is not good. Yeah, that's both, John, both. So we'll both be taking Anyway, this is something John and I have done, similar bets, and 99 Bananas is, is literally a, a popular punishment in our household. It usually leads to somebody going, you know, about to throw up, but it's okay. We still play the game. Uh, but what do we want our bet to be as a group between the three of us? Ooh, that's a great question. Um. I think we do something significant enough to make it, you know, worthwhile. Um, I did kind of whack the floor with you guys on our bets over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. You guys bought me a, a bottle of whiskey with that one. Yeah. I should... One that you'll probably never drink because you never drink whiskey. <laughs> well, well, no, uh, <laughs> that's true but also not true um yes. i do drink whiskey every now and then 
but yeah. mainly I, I use any of my funds for my crowler. Yes. Uh, collection. Then, collection of crowlers. Actually, if you if you heard of beginning of this uh, podcast, you maybe heard me say blissful ignorance, please. Um, yep. This is a great name for this podcast that we're doing right now. And I love that, yes. My favorite beer at Lupulin Brewery, which is where I'm podcasting from tonight. Yeah, we hear a little bit of the background going on, so we don't we don't mind. We love that you enjoy uh, doing a podcast out and about, even though your wife is literally due tomorrow with a baby, yet he is at the brewery. This is somewhat epic, but it's okay. <laughs> I got I got permission for this, and I asked multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you're there. That's all that matters, and we hope you are enjoying. John has a comment. Winner gets to name the baby. Oh, that is huge. Oh, no. And and there's three babies coming. So the, the winner could name all three babies. I got twins on the way. Oh, boy. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> this would be another thing that you would need permission, wouldn't you? It's <laughs> you, Joe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But but Brittany would know better because John. Well, you'd screw it up. But if John won, it'd be okay. (laughs) Well, all right. I think uh, if we want to make this basic and easy, I think we do a a basic bottle of of bourbon again. It is called. I mean, or how about this? I got an idea. How about since we all drink our beverages, Bobby, if you win, we have to buy you a nice glass that you can drink your beers out of maybe it has your name on it your initial whatever you feel like having if john or i win then you have to buy us a nice you know or whatever uh that we drink our bourbons out of what we need to do i this is what we're doing um this is this is exactly what we're doing it's not about winning it's about not taking last place okay if you take last place you have to buy everyone a uh, a branded glass with our logo on it. I like it. A lowball glass for whiskey. I like it. So uh, whoever loses yeah, has to buy to. the collective group yep. their glass the with our logo on it. And when we turn this podcast into a video podcast, that is what we can drink out of when we do our drink when we do our podcast. Exactly. I, I can just pour my beer into it shallow and so very simply put, yeah. Loser buys. Loser buys. Don't take last. Loser buys. Don't take last. Don't take last. I like it. All right. Well, that's all we got for tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I did. We uh, we were kind of looking forward to this. It's been a little while, so I enjoyed it tonight. Uh, John, any final comments? He is trying to open a beer very slowly, and it is foaming <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> Bobby, do you have any final comments? Um, you know what? I'm preparing to have a child in the next day here. We'll see what happens. We've been late before, but, uh, who knows? Um, so my, my mind is everywhere and nowhere all at the same time. Well, enjoy your last beer because <laughs> it may just be, uh, obviously we, again, like I said, I enjoyed the night. That's it. It's a wrap. Bye. Pack a road beer for the hospital. Ooh. Need the roadie. John's got ideas. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.